I just rode past them, rode right over the wash bay and grabbed the hose and just hosed myself off. <laughs> just grabbed the, the pressure. I just prayed puke and everything off my gear. It's the unofficial, unexpected, and unfiltered Canadian motocross race review featuring Ryan the Newf Lockhart and Ryan Gold with your host, Ken Ken. Woo! Welcome everybody to the Canadian Motocross Unfiltered Podcast. I'm Ken Ken, and as usual, we have the Canadian Motocross personalities that everybody knows and loves, Newfoundgaldi. So we were finally able to get together here because uh, we kind of forgot about the old Saskatchewan doesn't change time, and we had a little bit of uh, confusion there. Um, I still stand by the, the statement that Saskatchewan is the smart province for not changing time. Uh, I don't know what, what what you guys think, but at least we well, got it. Let me ask done. you this, Ken. You're you're the scholar on this show of ours. Me and New for just the dumb <laughs> motocross. That's people. not true. But um, what what why does what is daylight what what is it for? Like it, why did we come up with daylight savings? Time? The theory is that you get an extra hour of daylight. Honestly, it's it's the government wants people to be more productive, so they figured you'd get an extra hour of daylight and you can get more work done in, in a work day. But it, it, overall, it doesn't really change if you're working five days a week for an entire year anyway because you gain one and you lose one. Yeah, exactly. At some that, point. That's my well, understanding of it as well. So it, to me, it makes way more sense just to stay the same. And there's actually quite a bit of conversation going on these days about getting rid of it just because anything that you might gain from that, you lose when people like us get confused and forget what's going on and who's on what time and all that kind of stuff. They've been so. talking about getting rid of it for years and I'm overhearing it because there's just too many steps to do it. And it's dumb. So the government wants me to be more proactive. I get up and I come to work in the dark and I yeah. leave work and I go home in the dark. It makes me want to drive my truck into a telephone pole on the way home. <laughs> <laughs> like it's super, super depressing. Man. Well, that's true, actually. When I get home, or yesterday afternoon, when I get home from Calgary, it, it's literally 4.45, and it's complete dark. We just went to bed. We just laid in bed at, like, 5.30 last night. Like, what? Like it's dumb. Yeah. Well, I don't think I've ever said this, but listening to this conversation just right here, I think Saskatchewan is the smartest province in Canada. <laughs> I don't think that would ever come out of my mouth ever. Yeah. <laughs> like what time does it get dark now, Ken, at your place then? Uh, 5.36, yeah. You get home from work, you can still go outside and mm -hmm. I don't Yeah, yeah I, I bet you it's fun outside Saskatchewan right now. Once you get to 125, riding out in the freezing rain right now, yeah. <laughs> um. Anyways, yeah, yeah. I, the text message totally threw me off. I thought it was one thirty my time. You didn't answer back, and then I'm assuming, and I'm like, then you just text there, me and Newfer actually on the phone. I'm like, oh shit, Ken's ready to go. Wait a minute, this is wrong. And he's like, no, no, it's not. It's it's normal time or whatever the <laughs> standard time in, in Saskatchewan. Yeah. And then that's even even funnier what you said before we got on. So before you were one hour closer to Newf and two hours from me, and now you're one hour for me and two from new. Yep. Yeah. Yep. With this time change, right? As far, that's bizarre. Just a, what a wrench in the plans right there. Yeah. What Might have to start using, plans. using uh, Zulu time like the military does so that when you're crossing time zones, you can keep everything straight. Maybe. <laughs> uh, well, we'll get, before we get into the reads, Ken, you've been a bit of a ghost. Okay. I miss your tax messages. 
Uh, we only touched base now uh, just a couple minutes before shows. Mm. Like, I miss you, man. Like, what's going on? How are you? Uh, just staying inside, avoiding the snow. We got a couple inches of snow last week that hung around till last night when it started freezing raining. And uh, kids are in hockey already, so it's just kind of, I coach two days a week, and then weekends are schools and, and going to be tournaments coming up here. So not a whole lot going on with that and work. That's about it. Nuf, I know you're not into hockey, but hockey parents get pretty fired up at times, okay? That's a, a known fact. Mm-hmm. You know, they could yell at the coach, yell at the refs. Do you think any of these parents are getting aggressive with Ken being him, you know, six and a half feet tall? I'm surprised Ken even talks to the players. <laughs> That's true. How do you coach being so quiet? Uh, I talk to the kids pretty good. They're they're easy oh, okay. to talk to. You can kind of just talk down to them. And... So uh, and, your kids. And probably, I wouldn't say uh, I'm not into hockey. Remember, I used to be a bit of a oh god protege. Do you still have uh, that video along with the? the no, I don't have those. So Ken, video. this freaking guy, he's telling me, "Oh, I grew up playing hockey, this and that." I go, for anybody who knows Noof, his his only athletic ability is riding a dirt bike. Okay, he can't throw a ball, he can't hit a baseball, he can he can't <laughs> skate, and so I make fun of him all the time for this stuff, right? Because the majority of motocrosses are good at all other sports. Yep. And so I, this is, I don't know, a new God, what, eight years ago, nine years ago or oh, something, we're arguing about yeah. this. He sends me a video of him at the public skating rink going around and it shows him, he goes up and he jumps the blue line. <laughs> he, like, <laughs> he, he looks like, like trying to do like a freaking figure skater jump or yeah. whatever. And I just like, this is your, this is your proof that you used to play hockey. It's the, and it's, and it's in slow-mo. You know, it's like it's only thing missing is like uh, we are the champions playing or or, um, you know, it was pretty comical. Remember when we had the big ball hockey game, buddy, we can we can resurrect that coming up for Ammo Arena Cross here. That was fun. That was a fun day. That was a great day. We had a blast that time, actually. It was yeah. super fun. Um, yeah, good times playing ball hockey inside the tennis courts, watching all the boys just huffing and puffing. <laughs> yeah, good time. Me and Stan Sloboda just slicing and dicing. Uh, good times. Uh, all right. Well, before we get into Calgary AX, which was a, a banger of an ender for the 2023 season for Triple Crown, let's give some love to those people that support us and keep us going here on the Canadian Motocross Unfiltered Podcast. KTM Canada, Husqvarna Canada, Gas Gas Canada, the Purity Performance Adventure and Extreme of KTM, the Simple, Progressive, Accessible, Dynamic Husqvarna and the daring, capable, vibrant, and inviting company of Gas Gas. All three brands supporting us, all three brands supporting the sport in Canada through and through, huge supporters of AMO, huge supporters, uh, giving contingency to all um, uh, the amateur scene across the country. They got contingency for AMO Arena Cross coming up here, so make sure you go on to uh, all the three links. We'll set them up. I sent them out actually the other day. Um, get, get signed up to make sure you can get contingency, so appreciate having those brands on board. Uh, Racetech is the world's largest aftermarket motorcycle suspension modification company with over 35 years of providing factory level suspension to the everyday rider. Did you know that you can get the same great product settings and services that Racetech offers locally to you with a tuner you can drive to and likely see at your local racetracks? Noof, I'm guessing you saw our good buddy this past weekend, Charlie Johnston, um, the Racetech provider out there in the Alberta or Western area. Great to have him on board. He's the guy that opened up the doors. Um, And I saw... Uh, Sawyer Saunders taking a win in the uh, 50cc 4-6 class. I don't know if he won GP or not, but that's a race tech suspension racer. 
There's only uh, one, only four to six and seven to eight in there, right? So. Oh yeah, there was a GP. My bad, right? So anyway, congrats to that race tech provider for supporting that and winning. I'm sure there was a few other guys out there wearing race tech in Alberta. So, thanks to race for suspension, and all race tech products are 100% guaranteed and made in the USA. First of Coachworks, custom moto van builds right here in Canada. Whether you have full-on builds or just accessories for making basic moto vans for the weekend warrior. Um, the old Monster Energy Hubert Sprinter, the current McNabs Sprinter, and the Honda Canada GDR Lounge in their rig has all been done and dressed up by Bristol Coachworks. Um, they do a little bit of everything. RV repairs and refurbishment, full upholstery division to do boat and vehicle interiors, a 55-foot-long paint booth to paint commercial trucks and vehicles. Follow them on Instagram or YouTube at Bristol Coachworks. And callismoto.com. We'll talk a little bit about the owner of that company in this podcast. The Canadian brand focused on the rider, fueled by passion. 100% of the proceeds go directly back into sport. Callismoto.com. Support them because they support us. Um, all right, boys. The final event of 2023 on the Triple Crown side of things is done. Uh, new if you were on hand. Ken, um, you probably got some questions looming around. I don't Did you watch it, Ken? Yep, I watched it. Yep. Nice. What did you think of the show? It was good. Yeah, there was, I thought the track was pretty good. I really like that stadium. That seems like one of the better uh, arena cross stadiums that you could probably find. It's a little bigger than like a hockey arena, right? I've never been in it, but. I was going to ask Noof, watching it on the show, Noof, it looked like, I thought it was similar to Chilliwack where the dirt, I, I guess underneath the dirt at Chilliwack, or is it a bottomless thing? Because it, it looked like the edges around the track, like they scooped up about six to six inches to a foot from dirt around the edges and pushed it all into the middle and the floor looks smaller. They said it represented the 2019 track, but the 2019 track had a little bit more to it. I feel mm -hmm. like just maybe about four feet around the entire edge of it all. So it was, it was a smaller track. And I, and I think from what I, so it is very, very similar dirt to Chilliwack, right? It's like that fine type of stuff. You need to put a lot of water into it when you're building. Um, and you'll see that all go down here in a couple of weeks, Galdi, of how much water actually has to go into it. You're going to be like, there's no way it's, this place is going to be a mud hole, but it literally just drinks the water. And they just did a one-day build, right? So yeah. literally they didn't start building that track until Friday morning. Um, and so I think that it, you could have built a bigger track in there. I raced that event in 2018. Yeah. Um, and that, I mean, we were down to a 22nd lap time here in 2023 and the track in 2018 was like 30 seconds or something like that. And the oh, jumps really? were way bigger. Remember it had that huge finish line in 18. Yeah. 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 Um, and it had a big set of whoops and a long straightaway and then a rhythm section and, and whatnot. So uh, I really think it boiled down to time um, as far as what they, what they had time to, to build with. Right. So um and it makes sense because i mean they were trying to cut um cut down on a, a day of rent right and stuff like that so um i love that facility man it is so easy to go racing in there the the pits the indoor pits the the track the parking um the only bummer is it's 16 dollars a day to park in that can stampede park now which is a little outrageous in that my is. opinion but um News, you were doing 23.8. 23.0 was your best lap time in 2018. Oh, so it was. So two, two seconds difference, two, two and a half seconds difference from that track to this track. But yeah. it definitely looked, 
like if I remember just even looking at it on TV and remember maybe being it there, yeah. it looked bigger. But yeah, like yeah, maybe it is was a little bit faster to that one. But um, yeah, just uh, I would have thought uh, it was much longer. Like I, I at least it felt long in the main event. That's for damn sure. But uh, um, it, it pretty. I mean, I almost feel like the racing might have been better in Medicine Hat, but. I mean, there's no doubt that that last main, uh, which we'll dive into with Harrison and and uh, and Bennett going out, it was was good. But it was a fun track. I mean, the amateurs liked it. I mean, the the jumps are fairly easy. Um, probably the only one that didn't like it was Buddy that ended up at the top of the stadium. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> yeah, we that. talked about that a little bit. Um, no, I didn't bring it up on TV, but I talked about it before we went in, and because they were uh, when we were getting ready to go. I'm looking at the TV screens and they're showing the track and I'm like, okay, I got to try to figure out where the hell this happened. So did he go off the rhythm and in or no. did he go off the whoops and in? The whoops. So he, oh, okay. he, comes through, he comes through the whoops and just like he got bucked on the last couple. And I mean, I, I didn't actually see it with my eyes. Like I kind of, I was standing outside where they were doing the, the staging. It was outside, the, like not outside, but outside the built, like the track area. And people were like, oh. like, you know, when something happens indoors. So yeah. <laughs> I poked my head in. And I'm like, there's no way. There's no way this guy went up there. Like, you could have, like, when I looked at that track, and if I was a promoter or a track builder, there's not one thing that would have, like, because that, to get up into the stands is quite high there. Like, it's not like the, the grandstands are right on the floor. Like, it's it's quite high. And, like, if, it, if, if, the, if the berm was a takeoff, and even if the, the grandstands weren't there, but it, it was a step up to a dirt landing, I'd be like, dude, you don't have enough power to get up on this. <laughs> well, buddy, when he went up, the bike didn't make it into the stands. The bike smashed the Yamaha FXR banner that was that was there. And then Buddy went about three rows deep on the far end and then blew through a chair. So I guess the it cut him really bad because they're plastic chairs so he yeah. broke the plastic chair when he hit it cut him really bad wow. um he he jumped right up after it happened and then walked up the stairs and then walked down the stairs and collapsed to the ground because i guess he had a punctured lung as well but oh jesus um sounds like he's gonna be all right um wow we had a brother that was on the line so this was in the first uh heat of open junior which was the first race of the afternoon <laughs> And then his brother was on the line for the second heat. Um, so, yeah, it was a bit chaotic. Caused about a 45-minute delay when it was all said and done. Wow. Um, and uh, But it sounds like going to be all right. The ambulance came, but then they didn't know how to get up there. And it was a little bit – because he was up in the grandstands, right? So, yeah. Um, bit of a wild one to get the, get the day going. But uh, all Great in all, it, ended, it sounded like the guy's going to be all right. But, yeah, I, I was think it was uh... for him to go up there. How was the, uh, remember last time we talked Calgary, the medical stuff was a bit of an issue. How was the medical staff this weekend? Seemed all right. We had, um, it was fine. Like I was hit it right next to where the medics kind of had their stuff set up. Um, and little uh, Cade McBride broke his collarbone in the first 65 heat or 65 practice, I guess it was, case the finish line. Um, yeah, they seemed okay. Yeah. I mean, okay. I wouldn't say that it was like top, top notch, but they, I don't know. They they were there anyways, but yeah. Well, so were you. Could you have helped everybody that got hurt? <laughs> I did. Like I feel like that one buddy went in the stands. It was crazy enough when I looked up there. Guess who the first? Who was the first person on scene to to the buddy going in the stands? Well, I feel like Alec of Triple Crown would have been because it was right there where they were doing the score table. Sims. <laughs> oh no way! Sims is like always on the scene of these. Yeah, accidents. It's yeah. crazy. But, yeah, uh, he was there. Um, he was on the track with Davies. I talked to one on TV. Yeah, 
yeah. Um, wow. Well, good to hear he's okay then, because that does sound. When you text me that, I'm like, holy shit! I, and then I'm thinking, I'm like, how the hell did he get up there? Yeah, I know. I thought the same thing. Yeah. 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 But okay. Well, Newf, you kind of mentioned Mitchell Harrison. Uh, that 450 moto was a little bit of action, but uh, the other five, man, he was good. Yeah, I mean, his starts, he, he just played that thing, like, when you watch him ride indoors, and it was it's funny, so he he's kind of out here on his own type of program, like, Triple Crown's brought his bikes, he's got, um, he's got the guy that does the motors, LXR there, Paul, kind of being his mechanic, but during the time qualifying, Paul wasn't, like, kind of doing anything, and I had it going on my phone, so I was giving him the hand signals of what place he was in, so he'd go to the top of the board and then he'd get bumped down to like two or three and then i would give him like the two signal and then he'd just throw down a heater and go half a second faster again he did that like the whole thing i mean his his experience level and and how he rides these tracks is is i mean it's very impressive i mean he comes from a good background supercross and whatnot but you know he took the first gate inside every time because qualified fastest one is qualifiers um it was pretty uneventful. I mean, he gets a start and manages the race, but that last one was good. Um, I mean, he Harrison had a pretty big lead, but the loppers were crazy, which you can imagine if you saw it on TV. It was, it was tough, but everyone did a pretty good job of getting out of the way. And then literally Julian just kept clicking them off and, and closing and closing and closing. And he, he broke Harrison on the last lap. I mean, yeah. he forced Mitchell into a mistake, a dumb mistake that Mitchell hadn't made a mistake like that all day or all series in my opinion yeah um, and right, julian yeah. got the win so i mean it's kind of crazy if we go back to four weeks ago or five weeks ago when we did the the gopher din supercross pod um julian bennick was a guy that we were being you know given our opinion on and being pretty hard on but holy shit did he ever turn it around yeah i mean uh, it was pretty exciting to watch a shirt it looked like it was going to be a runaway kind of like the first main event where julian he in the first one though 250 he did kind of catch up and then sort of fell back again but yeah. it was that whoop section i think Newf, that kind of helped him as it broke down harrison wasn't going to the middle line because he couldn't he couldn't or he, not that he couldn't but he didn't try to do that wheel tap and stuff that julian and quinn amiot yeah. were doing and he was kind of going to the left and still skimming them. And I think that that just kept giving Julian a little bit of momentum into the turn. And he was able to close a little bit there. And then you would, it seemed like in the triple double going into the whoops, Harrison was a little bit cleaner, mm -hmm. but then, yeah, that one lap, it was kind of wild. Uh, Ken, you said you watched it, but right on TV, they come, there's our, our camera guy. I think that's Kevin, Eddie, uh, Kevin, Eddie, that's standing right there. Um, he, uh, he gets the shot and you can hear the, oh, 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 like Harrison's got the bike pinned and he's kind of off balance and he's got the clutch pulled in and the bikes are revving and Julian, it's like, it looks like he's going to come right in and hit him, but he doesn't quite, but it just startles him enough to kind of send him off balance. And he gets that, gets a little loose and into the bales. And, um, but yeah, what a, you know, it was kind of looking like a bit of a yawner and then, uh, boom, 2023 ends with a, a huge, yeah. huge change, which was just such a cool thing because, uh, you know, Harrison wins both titles. Congratulations uh, on that side of things. And, uh, but yeah, for Bennick to do that, it was, uh, you know, we, we said a lot of the show, uh, you know, you're only a good, only as good as your last race. Well, Hey, yeah. can't do any better than going out with a win right there with Bennick. So that was exciting.
Harrison was pissed too. I was I was right there when he came off the track. Oh yeah, we yeah. saw you there, high fiving everybody, looking like a super fan. <laughs> <laughs> like new, just high five. Yeah, way to go, guys. Hey, yeah, way to go, guys. Yeah, team manager, team manager. I'm here for you I'm right now. Yeah, what do you got? What do you need? <laughs> yeah, I was, there, I was recruiting riders. <laughs> no, Harrison was pissed, man. He was pretty bummed that he made that mistake. And I'm like, I mean, at the end of the day, it didn't affect the championship at all whatsoever on on his side of things. But yeah, he was pissed. I mean, he was bummed that he that he that he made that mistake and um it was nice to see a little bit of emotion but then obviously on the other side julian was ecstatic you know what i mean yeah yes yeah. he was pumped i mean that's the biggest win of his career um and the way that he's turned it around and i mean guys kids young guys pros current pros just go follow him on instagram there's no question that hard work pays off and i literally i mean that's a testament of what he's been doing over the last few weeks and whether he's in better shape than he was three weeks ago i have no idea but the confidence that he has just from putting in the actual time and work is is really what i give credit to on that well i just uh, pulled out the results here nine six nine at round one two 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 one at the last two so and you know and, and if you know better than anybody that it's obviously he didn't raise his level of fitness no. in in three weeks or whatever it was but just like you said that confidence and that like it, it there's the perfect proof in the pudding put the work in and good shit can happen julian bennick proved it uh the og guys were texting they were stoked and and you know and not that it looks good or bad right he kind of he posted that he was leaving team prmx he's on his own thing what's it called fund my ride or something yeah, well, he just has sponsored me on the side of his bike. Okay, but there's like a there's like a, a GoFundMe type thing. Yeah, made for him too, and yeah, you know he's he's saying that on the podium, you know, like yeah, uh, fund my ride. I really want to thank fund my ride uh, yeah. for helping me out, kind of thing. And um, but anyway, it's um, pretty cool uh, how it all uh, kind of came together on the end of that. And like you said, Newf, what a great, you know, if this was a a Hollywood story or like you know one of those super dramatic things. Like Julian Bennett, round one and two, just or round one and go for dude, just couldn't put it together. His heart wasn't yeah. there. His head wasn't a problem at home. Did he have bike issues? <laughs> All of a sudden, he decides to start training and ride. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah, like watching a Rocky skit or something. It, yeah. it was, uh, it's pretty cool, man. Congrats to him for sure. And that was cool that you were there in the moment. You've watched him since a kid. And, and yeah. even better, um, during the show, Ken, you would have saw this, obviously. Um, the, uh, um they did like a parent interview like a check-in with a bunch of parents and uh, oliver bennick was one of them and you know he's like oh we've been doing this since julian was three and it's pretty cool he's making the podium now and we're really starting to see that it's it's paying off and he's working hard and then he gets the win yeah. and then um uh harrison does an interview sit down he brings up two names quinn amiot and julian bennick right you know taking that those kids have got it they fight hard and this and that and then he goes out and wins so the whole show was you know, even though it wasn't scripted that way, it, it worked out at the end as being looked like it was a full script. So it was pretty cool. Yeah, I thought like watching practice or time qualifying, I mean, Antioch looked really good, but you know, he I, I had done that interview for us. I said, You're the fastest guy not to win a main. Well, I thought that, you know, Saturday might have been his his chance, but those guys kind of left him in the in both mains and, and stuff like that. But I mean it was like honestly, I was still impressed. That they were still getting. Well, how many guys were there on the weekend? Eighteen in each class. Uh, yeah, I believe so. Yeah, yeah seventeen, like even eighteen. The LCQs were good, right? We saw yeah. good guys in the LCQs, and um, overall, I think you know we go into these these arena cross slash supercross races, and everyone's kind of 
feeling there's not a ton of hype and stuff. I think it's probably this is the best year it's played out to be as far as the attendance go and, yeah. and the, the venues that they chose and the crowds and, and everything like that. I think it was a, I think it was a success overall. So speaking of Quinn, what, um, what does he need to do to get up, you know, into that win or even second, I guess the best he did was third. What, what can he do differently? Or is it just maybe a matter of getting more time riding the indoor stuff and, and improving Goldie? Um, well, for one thing for him, he stayed out West and they didn't get to ride at all where Julian and Harrison are literally riding every day. So maybe that is a little bit of an issue, a little bit of seat time. Yeah. But I also, I think Newf can attest to this, the experience Benick yeah. with the future West stuff, just being able to do it, even if it was only two times a year, two weekends a year. Um, and just getting that, you know, how to get into transition, how to get on the top of whoops, things like that. And then Harrison obviously has got his experience like crazy. Yeah. I think that to, to, be as good as those two guys um, for, I think there were 16 lap mains. Um, it's just, it's just seat time. It just comes down to seat time and doing the same obstacles over and over again. And this, that kind of stuff. I believe that's what it comes down to. Yeah. And those guys are able to make stuff happen. Like Julian and Mitchell, like they make stuff happen really quick and they settle in, they get away from all the chaos where Quinn's kind of fourth, fifth off the start, and he's kind of getting held up, and he's not able to carry his speed in certain places. He's trying to make block passes and stuff, and that makes a big difference on a 21-second lap time track, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, experience though, and, and and that's really what it boils down to. Yeah, uh, I, I don't think it's like, you know, training or anything like that. It just comes down to that experience, I think. So, um, But it's, uh, you know, a good way to edit. He was, like you said, Newt, the fastest guy not to win and just couldn't pull it off. So I'm sure he was a little bit bummed, but he said in his TV interview, he just like, I just, I just couldn't go as fast as those guys. So I just took the, took the podium finishes and then we didn't actually catch it. But in the first main, I guess he got semi taken out on the last lap or the lap before last lap or something like that. Mm. I don't uh, know, you it, know what it's like when you're at races. Sometimes it's hard to like see everything that's going down. Sometimes yeah. it's easier to watch on TV, but yeah, I didn't, I didn't notice that, but um, yeah, I don't know if it was, um, um, a uh lapper, a lapper or, or whatever it was but yeah something he said something on he said something on the tv interview about about it happening there so yeah um but um yeah all good there it was a good good finish good finish for those top three for sure i was impressed uh in time qualifying dylan rempel man that kid had some speed this weekend big time really, yeah in time qualifying but it didn't necessarily fully translate into his his main event results but he was he was good. I mean, he looked like he was getting the hang of it. And like Dolly, you had reminded me this. I, I think it was you that reminded me this. We sometimes overlook how young he is still, right? Because I feel like he's been sixteen. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Well, that's I, I just, kind of the sorry to interrupt you, but that's the thing we've dealt with this all like the Fasciati days. Yeah. Um. They 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 turn pro at like for him he turned pro at fifteen years old and you and at, well and he raced some pro nationals as an intermediate the year before mm -hmm. like you get two years in the Canadian thing and you're like you're almost like veteran status if yeah, you will because yeah. you travel the country like you you yeah. get more of a status than you really should um because you just you do the series like if you do the series one year it's like you're a you're a full on pro you're a veteran yeah. now you're part of the series and then you look back you're like Holy shit, he's only 16 years old. Ryder McNabb. Yeah. He's been a pro for four years. He's 18. Yeah, I know. <laughs> he just turned 18, right? You know what I mean? Like it's it's crazy to how that sort of works in our world. And then I mean, it's sort of like that in the States, but there's so many other racers and storylines yeah. that it doesn't get brought up as much, I think, like it does in our country, because we just don't have as many guys. But yeah, Dylan Ripple's 16. The sky's the limit for him and, and Blake Davies. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they're and and to sort of 
to what you're saying, um, look what Dylan Rempel did this last two weeks. Went out west and lived at Blake Davies' house. Yeah, I know. Rode yeah. every day on their little yeah. arena cross track. Like, just seat time, figuring out transition, little popping it out of here, practicing whoops. Like, of course, the track's not to spec or anything like that, but it's just the yeah. simplicity of doing those things, in and out of tight berms, and yeah. boom, he, he rides better. He goes 4-6 on the night, and the kid's pumped. Um, my was, four? Was, my, he four? was he fourth in the first one? He got fourth yep. in the 250. Yeah. 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 yeah, fourth in the 250 and sixth in the 450. Yeah. So. He, was, yeah. I mean, he went to the top of the board literally right till the end almost in that uh, in the 450 times qualifier and Harrison knocked him off. But um, yeah, his speed was speed was good for sure. And the next guy, you from Zeph, he went four six or yeah, like he, was six, four. He, he was impressive. I, 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 he was he was really good this weekend. I sent him a text yesterday. I'm like, dude, that was really good. Like, he looked good in practice. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited that he's coming, coming to Chilliwack. That's for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Like with that for sure. And it's it's funny too because he stayed with Quinn in Alberta. They never got to ride. I think actually he ended up sneaking in one day at Sites's place. Um, like maybe no, on the they third. ended up finding a place to ride in Medicine Hat. They drove three and a half hours each way to get a. Get a ride uh, earlier in the week last week to, to okay. ride, but it was like some invite only thing, and not everybody could go, and it was at a private track. So okay, okay, yeah. I, I but again, um, you know, not enough seat time, but yeah, he was impressive. It was good to see him. He had good finishes. He was battling, and and uh, he was he gave us a little bit of a highlight uh, in the first two fifty qualifier with him and Devin Smith. Yeah, right in the final turn that we were yeah. we got to got to talk about that. They ran into each other. Devin hangs onto it. It was. Cool to see Devin get that. So, yeah, um, yeah I thought uh, I thought Zach rode great this weekend. That was that was cool to and see. He, another he, young you know, kid. He's a West Coast kid and grew up and and did dabble a little bit with Chilliwack stuff or BC Arena Cross, but they actually didn't race it as much as I always thought they should have. Um, it always seemed like every year that he gave it a go, whether he was on Super Minis or on intermediate his intermediate year, he always got hurt or got tangled up, and they always tended to shy away from it. Um, so he didn't, might not have the same amount of experience to say even a Devin Smith in, inside Devin's been riding it since he's been on fifties. Right. So, um, but yeah, big turnaround, big turnaround for him. I mean, it was to even make both mains, like it was, it was tough. I mean, some good guys didn't make uh four fifty main. Right. What about, um, I, well, we'll get to him in a little bit, but I, I thought it was wild. Spencer Weldon in, in qualified position throws it away in the final turn. I know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that was a bummer. I'm like, oh, no, it looked like he hit a log and lost traction. And, yeah, we were talking about his endurance. And then he wins the LCQ. He was pretty stoked to win the LCQ. And uh, Dude, he's, like, legit at that. Oh, yeah, I know. I, I mean... Honestly, if you looked at an endurance, I mean, I'm saying endurance cross a lot different, but they're the same layouts of yes, track. yeah, they're, yeah, they're arena crossy, right? And Wilton, him and I went at it last year in Rimby. He ended up cleaning That's me right. out in the last or punting me out of the way in the last corner, so I own one for this year. But um, yeah, I know he's good. He's good at that stuff, and he actually had he's never done it on a like a, a good setup. Um, he had our good friend Charlie Johnson did a set of suspension for him, race tech. Nice. And, um, yeah, he had legit arena cross suspension on, but he said it was weird for him because he's never ridden suspension that stiff, right? He's, enduro cross bikes are, like, crazy, crazy soft. Um, so he did struggle a little bit. He did have some falls washing out in the front first, or, uh, front end and whatnot. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he belonged out there. He wasn't a hazard or anything like that. He rode good. Uh, so Blake Davies didn't uh, match his performance from last weekend. Uh, 
he did have that one really good heat, that good battle with uh, Bennick. That was good. And then um, what did he get? Uh, 12-8. So he's probably not real excited about that, is he, Goldie? Well, it was a, it was a disaster from the get-go. He, he goes out for the first practice. He's obviously in Group A, and his bike just dies on the line. Um, so they pushed the bike back. Lucky he had two bikes with him. Um, so he jumped on the other bike that had outdoor suspension on it. He actually still had his number one on it from wherever he ran number one at. So <laughs> him and Harrison were both red number ones on the bike. And um, then after that qualifier, they they went and they tried to swap a fuel tank because they thought it was a fuel pump issue. And Steve Sims was jumping in there trying to help and Paul from LXR and all these guys. And then it wasn't a fuel pump issue. So then they ended up getting suspension swapped for the 450 free practice and then i think they ended up swapping gearing for the next one it was just a rough day overall that and crash he, looks scary too yeah and then he yeah he nose picked that three in um and that was kind of yeah well that was all she wrote for him yeah. but yeah just a, a tough day coming off a good weekend but that's how it goes man those are the highs and lows of motocross um and arena cross of course but you know, he was carrying a lot of confidence coming in and, and whatnot. And then yeah, it's uh, as soon as you think you've, you've, you've made it to the place where you want to be, it's uh, it's a cruel sport and it can knock you yeah. down as quick as you got there. Well, look at the, the next couple of guys we can chat Racine and Jonesy on the yeah. MX one one guys Racine, man. I, I feel like almost every time he was on the track that I saw, cause I was only doing TV, he crashed. Mm-hmm. Like he was on the ground somewhere. Like it just, could not seem to uh, get the traction set up. He was sliding out in areas. And one of the one of the moments, he I can't remember if it was a main event or was a heat, but he he's like I think he was at the back of the pack as the the main or the leader was coming through. And Racine just as you see him, the bike just swap left and right. And then the next camera angle is into the final turn as the leader's coming through, and he's laying on the ground. So yeah. like he just he just was uh it was a big struggle for him. I got a. I got a tweet there sent back from uh, MX101. Kevin Tyler, who we'll talk about later in the show here, was in Abu Dhabi. He says back, uh, I wrote, what a great way to finish. I tweeted it. What a great way to finish for the year. Congrats, Julian Bennick. And, uh, you know, awesome job, uh, Mitchell Harrison. He's like, great job by all. Super fun show to watch. Everything was great this weekend except our results. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, was, that was it on that. But It's, um, it's like, it's, and this is the first arena cross. It's the first time I think I've ever seen racing ride indoors. And, I mean, it's literally, it's not his skill. It's not his talent or anything like that. It's 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 experience. You see him out there, and he's, he's kind of looking around more. And when he was getting lapped, he just didn't really know what to do. And, um, you know, Moffenbeier's fell in there as team manager, and obviously, you know, Sean has a lack of experience and and working with him. But yeah, it's just literally. I mean, he never grew up racing arena cross. He it, it's it's kind of new, and he's trying to, in my opinion, rush it too quick. And you know, in his head, and probably the team's head, you know, a seventh or an eighth or a sixth isn't acceptable, or or they're not. It's nothing to celebrate but i think he just needs to finish mains and, and try to get better each time but it seems like to me he's trying to go from being a a sixth seventh place guy to a, a podium guy or a winner overnight and that that doesn't happen in there right yeah that's a, a tough thing right when you're especially your podium outdoors and you feel like it's your transition is easy and uh doesn't doesn't work that way um but uh oh well, jones, you know, jones, didn't, jones didn't make either main did he he made the he made the um yeah he got eight and two fifty yeah yeah he got the two fifty yeah. main yeah well, the, I was hanging out with him uh on Saturday night once we got back to the hotel and 
that the energy he saved from the 450 main, I think he was going to let it all hang out at Cowboys at the after party. By the <laughs> nice, nice. By the sounds of it. Um, that's I don't know how it ended up for him, but that's where but I you didn't go to Cowboys. That's a whole. That's a whole other story. Um, I did go, but I ended Wait, up. Okay, well, let's let's talk about the last couple of riders here, and then we're going to get into this because now I want to hear it. Like you've <laughs> you you opened up well to draw my attention. I think you have me and Ken are curious now. <laughs> yep. um, Daniel Almore didn't actually realize he had a good weekend. He went six five, but man, it was quiet. Mm-hmm. Like barely, he didn't get much on the TV side of things. Then they went six five. He finishes fourth and eighth. where the hell is he? Eighth, eighth in yeah. the series. Yeah. Um. But uh. So I, you know, again, I still like the kid, and or not that I wouldn't like him anywhere, regardless. But I love like watching his videos. He's like practicing in the in the in the snow. Like he's yeah. in the snow riding that arena cross track, man. Like that's legit. There's yeah. more rocky training. Like that's rocky four. He's in the yeah. snow training. Um, but yeah, very quiet. Newf just didn't really, he was there, but he kind of wasn't there. It was like, uh, uh, Ken Elmore out there and the ghost, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Daniel Catton. Out there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Is there anything else from the race? Any, any guys you want to talk about? Tyler Yates, maybe. That was pretty good. Seventh. Oh, yeah. 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 He looked good out there when he, when he got going, he, he got, uh, Really good start and won it. I can't remember if that was a start where he uh, did it and then Benick took out the whole pack um, in that one heat race. Remember Benick cut underneath Racine and uh, Harrison yeah. and they yeah, all and cleared him up. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah Benick and Benick just took off. He had like a seven second lead by the finish line. Um, but yeah, good to see Yates. He's coming into the MOAX. That's going to be great to have him out there. Young, good young talent. And uh, he earned himself a front row start uh, in the main event that he made it in. So that was kind of cool. Um, the Dodds, Liam Dodds, I got his name right this time. A couple yeah. times out there. So, I, you know, hopefully everybody can back up on the gooning me. I, I <laughs> feel like I got berated a couple times out there because of that. <laughs> um, that's about it, Newf. I don't know. You, you were on the floor. Anything else from there as far as? Uh... Uh, Devin Smith once again made not 250, not 450. Um, yeah, he rode. Yeah, he, he bulldogged his way in there uh, in the 250 and whatnot uh who else uh, martin was quiet uh, this weekend that ryan martin who? he had a good start in the one who the, ryan martin there 67 yeah so he yeah he kind of struggled a little bit he's coming to chilliwack too i forgot to tell you this oh uh, beautiful good but he's coming on his own bike so i didn't realize this and I, so I, I met the kid um at pat shippett's house on thursday night when i got to calgary i left uh meston's bike and fisher bentley's bike um at pat's because i didn't want to leave them back in the truck at the hotel and and Ryan was there and I, he, we introduced our Pat introduced me and I'm like, Oh, Hey, nice to meet you. He's like, no, no, I know you. We raced together at Pasco five years ago. I was just an intermediate before I turned pro. And I'll be honest with you. I didn't remember. I didn't remember him, but so anyways, he's a Washington state guy and yeah, he's coming up on his own bikes. KT, he rides KTMs at home. Oh, um, so he's coming up. Sweet. Cool. Super, super, super nice guy. Like, like really nice kid. He's got skills. Super, yeah, really. Yeah, yeah he's fast. He just kept, he kept a couple crashes. This and then so I found out about the hair, too. Remember we were talking about how long his hair is? Yeah. So he grows it out like that and then cuts it, shaves it off and donates it to cancer research. Or, you know you know how they do that or yeah. whatever? Yeah, yeah. That's cool. Buck, that's a that's good, good dude yeah. right there. Good for him. Yeah. Awesome. So I, I could be a little bit off on that, but yeah, he does. He grows it out for a reason uh, like that. So um, why didn't we see uh, Schmucky this weekend? He was there. He didn't. Did did he just not qualify? I didn't. He doesn't even yeah. have. 
he was there because his big rig was sitting outside. I always look at that. Well, I know I saw the 315 Schmucky. Um, Ty, which one's that one? That one's Tyler. Okay. No, the kid. Yeah. Uh, but I didn't see 43. Hmm. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't. I don't remember yeah, seeing him. He he was definitely out there. I mean, I seen him as that. You know what? I think he broke a bike in practice. Actually, now that I think oh, about okay. it. He his bike off in practice when his dad was following him. But I know the kid race for sure. Uh, like the in the 85 class or super mini or 85 or whatever it was. But yeah, he was out there. I think he had a bike problem. Actually, now that I now that I think about it. All right. Yeah, yeah. I saw three. Uh, what's the other? Clayton's the one 43. What's the other one? Is Trey? Trey, yeah, that's Trey right. Schmucky, yeah, three fifteen, yeah, um, yeah. So I didn't see them, but um, yeah, I think that's about it as far as the lights. I mean, uh, okay, let's let's hear this this Cowboys, Nate. Like, what are we going on here? Is well, this, is this exciting? Really, you, really you've got my attention. Story, but I came back to the hotel after the race, right after loading everything up and whatnot, and I go up into the room, and uh, I had gone to bed early on Friday night, so it was Randy's night out, right? Because we got our kids there; you can't just leave yeah. in the hotel room, so. I go into the hotel and uh, into the room and, and Bowen's going to bed. Randy's going to bed. Messon's still out running around gallivanting with the other kids and whatnot. So I go down in the lobby. I had no intentions of going to Cowboys. It was not, dude, I'm almost 40 years old. I don't go to nightclubs anymore, blah, blah, blah. So I get down there and of course, guess what happens? Start having a few beers and this and that and everyone's getting ready to go. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm coming, I'm fucking coming, so... I jump into the Uber with uh, some MX 101 guys and and uh, Brett Turcotte and his wife Nikki, and we're heading down to Cowboys. And uh, we get in, and uh, Meston, my um, oldest son, rats me out to Randy because, of course, I didn't think to tell her that I was leaving, and uh, <laughs> rat me out. And I kept looking at my phone, and all it was was a bunch of under twenty year old kids in there, and I'm like. I need to get the hell out of here. This is dumb. What am I doing? <laughs> All my friends are back at the hotel, like Corey Zeitner and the Seitzes and, and everybody like that. So I literally walked outside, grabbed a taxi, went back to the hotel. So I went downtown, all the way downtown uh, with an Uber, and I came back. It cost me 30 bucks. And <laughs> I went back to the hotel, and I just stayed in the lounge until 3 in the morning and drank with those guys. Oh, Jesus. There you go. So yes. I didn't go. I didn't do the cowboy experience, but uh, it made my life much better yesterday. If you yeah. guys know what, what time did you get up and start driving? Eight o'clock. Oh, okay. I actually felt pretty good. Yeah, felt pretty good yesterday. So, uh, but that's my story. But yeah, a whole bunch of people went. I'm sure it was a good time. And uh, yeah, but I'm not in the nightclub scene anymore. I walked in there. It's all kinds of heavy music and people and uh yeah. Oh, you went to a nightclub that had music and people. Holy shit, that's <laughs> fucking that's I crazy like, news. I like lounges with cold beer and chicken wings. That's what I like nowadays. <laughs> All right, sounds good. Or katanas when ammo's paying for it. Oh, katanas. Katanas. They still got my ass on the wall at that place? I don't know. We'll have to look. Uh, Renegade Fuel, racers that win, pour it in. Hall Raceo, passionate about racing with the roots to prove it. Big shout out to Blake Hall for opening up the door and joining on the family. I have put in uh, our new deck, guys. I've got it sort of built. I'll get it in your guys' hands as well to take a look at. Moving into 2024 for sponsorship, Blake Hall is the first. Um, hopefully getting jump on board and, and, and keeping Renegade a part of the Canadian Motocross Unfiltered Scenery. Uh, Gopher Dunes, largest off-road recreational park and multiple tracks and trails in Canada. 
and still open here in Ontario, ladies and gentlemen. It was actually a pretty good weekend. Lots of people going to go for dudes and taking advantage of that. Uh, learn to ride with the Honda Red Rider training program. Pro shop with great stock on parts, accessories, and a service department. Goforduns.com. Um, go on there and uh, pick and choose what you'd like to do. Like I said, trails, track, uh, learn how to ride, uh, or just go visit uh, Diggs up in the shop. He's very inviting. He might even have shoes on. You never know uh, when he's working up in the shop in there. But, uh, yeah, Goforduns, big supporters of ours. Appreciate that. Thank you so much. Um, Ammo Racing. Uh, we're heading west here, Noof, uh, a week on Wednesday. I am leaving with the crew, myself and Eric Schultz, and we uh, looks like Quinn Amiot might be driving with me. So Quinn Amiot is going to be coming out to the races. There's going to be an announcement concerning him, I believe, this week and his 2024 plans as well. We've kind of uh, talked about it before, but he's moving over to the Walton 7 Kawasaki squad, and it looks like he'll be on that bike for uh, our series coming up here. So I'm pretty pumped about that. And um, all is well on the front of uh, Arena Cross. Registration opens tomorrow at noon. Get your livelaps.com account. If not, you can go onto our social. I posted it today. Uh, hit me up on the emails and or my buddy Tony who works at Live Laps to get all the information. But all is well on the Arena Cross front. I'm really excited about it, Noof. Uh, I'm glad you've opened this door. I appreciate it at this moment. Yeah, could right be, there, there yeah, could be beefing. Goes, there could be beefing. Yeah. Like I'm just out there just grinding for ammo. Freaking swinging tough blocks across western part of Canada for for my good buddy Ryan. So. Like so, yeah, Ken here before we get into the Matrix read, but yeah, Newf is just doing this for me, right? There's he doesn't there's no monetary <laughs> yeah. thing that's supposed to come at the end of this. Yeah, he just wants to do this just out of the goodness of his heart. That's that sounds just like Newf, right? That's just <laughs> well, hey, right. that's what yeah. I do for my buddies. That's good. Yeah, yeah. No, that's, for the goodness good of the sport, man. And you know what I do for my buddies that say they want to do stuff for me? I give them a firm handshake at the end of our event <laughs> on Sunday <laughs> evening, December third, and see you later. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and our boys at Matrix, they are a huge supporter of uh, everything that I do and obviously put uh, food and heat and electricity in the lo- in the, uh, the life of Noof. So uh, big and thanks and to gas, them, Noof. And gas for and gas, okay. the, the tough blocks. Oh, yeah. Thanks for that, Bradley. Matrixconcepts.ca sitting here right now. Nice Monday morning. Uh, lots of orders downstairs, which is always good to see. I love the weekends because you come in on Monday, you fire up the computer. There's lots of business going on. So matrixconcepts.ca uh sponsor of ammo arena cross as well uh, so got a big big thanks to those guys um yeah all the brand leaders in their categories renthal 100 uh matrix mobius works connection strider balance bikes big time of year for strider obviously with christmas coming up we just had two containers coming in so about four thousand bikes in the last uh week and a half that have arrived and lots going out the door so nice. yes yeah, good times Okay, Goldie, you you uh, mentioned on your text that there's lots of international stuff to talk about. Obviously, WSX, uh, there was ISDE, and then the Triple Triple Crown Boys were out uh, doing work all over the world. So why don't you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, that was pretty cool. So I wake up Saturday morning, and I knew the race was coming on. I wake up Saturday morning, and I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm kind of looking during the week to see when it was starting, and I couldn't quite add up the time time zones and this and that and then anyway next thing you know it's about 7 30 and i look at my phone and 8 a.m the race is going to start so boom i turn in watch wsx series um it was it was a tough watch uh for one um mm. the track didn't uh work out as far as it, it you know two words in it world and supercross didn't really go well together it was about as about as big as a u.s open arena cross or maybe any arena cross 
and the world side of it just really seems hard to tag it with that when it's just the production's crew is struggling, the camera angles, not knowing who's winning the races. It was just, yeah. it was kind of a mess. I'm not here to knock on the guys at all. It's again, it's in its infancy, but if you're the world supercross, I think that those two words really have to have a lot of pull in the actual stuff that they're doing. So um, kind of a bummer that way. Uh, but apparently like I, I have a, a text here. I talked to Kevin Tyler who uh, Ken, like you alluded to was there. So Justin Thompson, Kevin Tyler, well, our old buddy knew Sean at Zurt, so the right, big yeah. chief, the chief. Uh, and the and the vision built guys, uh, Brandon and Gatlin and their father right there doing all the machinery and running the running the track. And they have uh reiterated it a bunch of times. It kind of sucks that all these little glitches and things happen to these guys because they're just great guys, they're doing a great job and they work their ass off at the WSX side of things. Um, but this particular weekend, um, so I t- I told Kevin, hey, give me a, a Cole's notes, you know, of how it all went. So here it is. Cole's notes of WSX. The Australian ops team, who is all the WSX guys, are good people, and they work their asses off, man. It was really cool to see the work that they're putting in. I've never seen such shitty equipment. Zero seat padding, just rolls of AstroTurf to sit on. We broke 10-plus skid steers and two mini excavators. The most Bush League fixes you have ever seen. Wood wedges to keep batteries in. A bushing blew apart on a skiddy. They filled the spot where bearings would go with broken pieces of wood from a snake. Oh my God. <laughs> Bucket <laughs> pins flying out of the mini X that they would find random rebar and bent it back in. Never got a big shovel or a dozer that, that we were supposed to have that would have made everything a lot easier on day one. The locals just kept telling us it was coming in 30 minutes. Basically ended up building the entire track with one skid steer, one one mini excavator, two hand shovels, and a rake. It was ridiculous. 95 hours in six days. Mm. Uh, they got treated to a nice Sunday by the Jetworks WSX crew, went to the amusement park at Ferrari World, world's fastest roller coaster in the world, then onto a VIP tour of the F1 facility next door, go-karts on the site. So, of course, they took advantage of that. So they, they got treated like gold over there. Um, the whole race day, riders and team managers asking us if we were going to do track maintenance and we would hand them the shovel and rake we were using <laughs> and ask if, ask if they wanted to join in. The one skinny was just insanity. So, you know, here's the thing about going to these countries. Um, yeah, they can say, oh yeah, we'll get you that and we'll get you this. And then you get on site and it just doesn't work out. That's the tough part of being a promoter and trying to do things around the globe where you're going to markets that have never done it before. Yes. The crowd was good. They have tons of new people. Uh, they were like the amount of people that were like loving Supercross and the idea of it all. And Ken Roxon, that part paid off. But when you go to these events and you had to deal with this stuff, it really kind of sets everybody back. But I just thought that was a pretty funny text. I didn't realize I was going to get that kind of stuff. But that sounds uh, like a pretty entertaining 95 hours for KT and Justin Thompson, Sean Zerza and the Vision Build guys. How, how do you not like obviously you guys know what Abu Dhabi looks like and like. It's like what, like it's rich over there, right? Yeah, there's, there's yeah. Oil money. Yeah. How how do they not have a fucking bulldozer? <laughs> like I don't. I, like how do they build all those things they have? Kyle told me, or maybe it was Alec told me that like they had all the equipment organized up. Like it wasn't just skid steers. I mean, there was excavators and bulldozers and everything like that. And I guess the equipment just never showed up. They just kept dropping skid steers off, from how I gathered it, which is just crazy to me. But like I said, I mean, I, I wouldn't have thought that anything in that country is a piece of garbage like it, it, the place is phenomenal looking the building the infrastructure it's not like it's not like they went to india 
or yeah. uh, I don't know, somewhere that's a much smaller, you know, the, like type of thing. But wild. But um, yeah, I'll be honest with you. I I thought now. Yes, I do agree. Goldie World and Supercross might not necessarily go together on this. But when I got home last night, I, I laid in bed and went on YouTube and watched. They had the main events like pulled out, so you just watch the mains. I only yeah. watched the 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 big bike class or whatever, but. Dude, it was entertaining. Yep. I thought, I mean, the stuff Vince Freeze was pulling. I mean, whether <laughs> whether it was good or, I mean, of course, if you're a racer, it was not good. But the the excitement of it was, I mean, Vince Freeze is a complete idiot out there, which I guess for the entertaining factor uh, really added to it. But um, I thought the track actually raced pretty well. There was some passing and some smashing. And um, considering from what KT just shared, that they're lucky they even had a track at all. Um, yeah, thought, like... How do they build that finish line landing? <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't think they know dirt on that. That's all. Yeah, well, that's right? true, I guess, actually. Yeah. yeah or just the but... takeoff, like the skiddy, it just sounded like a nightmare. But I totally agree with you, Newf. If you were a fan and you went to that race, you are drunk on the sport now, for and, sure. And I couldn't right? tell, and I don't know if you guys could because I didn't watch the whole show, but it was hard to see how many people were actually there. But you got to think that 95 percent of those people aren't motocross or supercross or arena cross or whatever you want to call it fans these are people that have never seen yeah they're all new. anything like this before so the crazy entertainment value of what vince freeze was doing they should write stroke that guy a check because this the the people of that town or city or country are going dude this is awesome that's obviously not how racing goes all the time but yeah um yeah i thought it was i thought it was okay um but I do agree to me watching that it's just another off season race that happened to have 20 decent guys at, but that's a lot really of guys weird. on that track. Dude. I know. Well, <laughs> obviously a lot of guys got hurt. I mean, it, I thought that was really weird that did like in the, as the guys got hurt, like Brayton and Remette and a couple, I don't, maybe it wasn't Remette, but somebody else, Panty, I guess. Panty. Yeah. They weren't filling the front row. Guys were still lined up in the back row. Is that weird to you? Well, I you so the way that it works, it's like MXGP, right? FIM rules. So wherever you qualify, qualify, qualify you for, that's where you have to line up. So they don't just move it up. But in that instance, why not go down whoever was this? If they had, what did they have? Eight up front, right? I think eight, yeah. eight, eight, and eight. So yeah. why not give the ninth guy, like move everybody over one and give yeah. the ninth guy that front row just to make it look better? Because that kind of looks hokey. At uh, that part, and then like I listened to the podcast, uh, the after race podcast, and um, uh, Cade Clays is like, dude, I got like two shots of great. It was like yeah. a you know like a like Mario Kart going zoom, hitting a boost or whatever, yeah, like a yeah, nitro. Yeah. He goes, I ended up like by the time I got you know six feet out of the gate, I was up beside or right up in front in the front row almost because mm -hmm. I got like sort of two boosts off the, off the hard gate kind of mm -hmm. thing. Yeah. Uh, and then the other thing, guys, just kind of wild. Chad Reed brought it up in the, in the show, like guys in the front row that use um, foot pedal or not foot pedals, uh, start blocks, yeah. start yeah. blocks. Yeah. I never thought Guy, that. they got the guys coming from behind. They got to make sure they lift their feet up and not hit those start. Right blocks. Why, was so, why was Roxon on the back row? See this part. Cause I he qualified so bad. Why so they ran daytime so qualifiers as like a race. It was a qualifying they, race. Yeah. Yeah, it was a race, and he got like twelfth. Oh, he got a bad start, and he couldn't pass. Oh, oh. yeah. So he had to start back row. Yeah, yeah. Same with uh, McElrath. 
in the yeah. 250 class for them wearing the number one so yeah I, um, I didn't watch that but my other point was i find it weird like when you use world supercross now i'm not knocking some of these guys but like Sever cedric Subarus and um greg like dude how old's gregory Randall? that guy's gotta be like they gotta be mid mid 30s mid 30s like in one of the main events like he's just He's just battling and knocking on the door of a podium with uh, Savachi and, and yeah. And well, because of what Freeze was doing, I know. But it, to me, it's like, like it's not. I guess uh, it's a little bit more. One of the main things. things yeah. One of the main things that was tweeted and shared. How can you have arguably one of the best Supercross racers of all time come and not make be, be able to make passes? Right, even though back, he, he, for, yeah, back, bro, like, no, no, in the qualifying race they were alluding to, like yeah. you can't have your best guy not be able to pass. Yeah, although he ended up doing it in the main events. But to yeah, me, right? for a facility too, like I saw Adam Bailey, who's the CEO or whatever. He, I follow him on Twitter, and he, he, I believe he was the one that tweeted out saying like, "What did everybody think of the double row start? Like we've been wanting to do this for a while, this and that." But I'm like, I, I don't, I don't. I mean, Supercross to me is 20 guys on the gate all going into turn one on an even playing field. You know what I mean? Like, to me, that's racing, not a back row. Well, um, one thing brought up, I don't know if it was Denny Stevenson or not, but Dennis, he had a tweet thread going. Doing the back row, I mean, I, well, maybe it actually there is an argument because of what happened with Luke and uh, Cloud and Brayton, but doing a, the back row, you rarely ever see accidents in the first turn. Sure, Okay. Because yeah. everybody has to slow down and be smart. They can't just run into the back of each other and shit, right? Yeah. Yeah. So people are like, one of the questions that Denny Stevens shows out, he's like, what, should we be doing this in Supercross, like 10 and 10 or maybe, maybe 15 and 5? Or... Yeah, Adam Bailey had something about it too. But I don't know. To me, it's like, I don't know. I, I, I just don't think it's, that... I know. Well, don't forget, we're, we watched the same thing over and over again. Yeah. For a million years. Remember, we didn't think the Triple Crown was going to work. And now we all love Triple Crowns. Yeah. Um, you know, I, so I, maybe it is something to throw at the wall and see if it sticks. But yeah. again, when you have Ken Rocks, although it made it intriguing to watch too. No. Like you're well, like wanting to see if what the number one can do. Yeah, exactly. Because if he had been on the front row on the very inside gate, chances are he would have pulled most of the starts and he would have ran away with it because he was yeah. the fastest guy at the end of the day. There was no and look problem. at what um, yeah. Arena Cross used to do. I don't know if they still do it, but remember they did a yeah, flip, yeah. like flip the gate. If you won the first main event, you yeah. got the last pick or something like yeah. that. And Girl Cross still does that, actually. But That's uh, right. They do. That's right. Yeah. So I, I don't know. Maybe, that's, maybe there's something to that. Maybe it yeah. doesn't belong in American Supercross, but maybe these events... Um, you know, like look at what Newf, we're stealing our buddy Steve Mathis' idea for ammo arena cross. If we get the turn and everything, the first race of the night is gonna be the pro LCQ. Yep, exactly. Yep. To just I I've always thought that was a great idea that Steve had about those triple crowns. You know, it's the hottest race of the evening. Start the show, draw everybody's attention in, make sure they've got their beers and their their chips and not nachos and chips and get their ass in the seat and watch this. And then you're just like, Holy shit, you're energized, you're ready to go. And then the rest of the show falls into place. The podium interview with with Savachi, you know, <laughs> was awesome. oh, that was, oh. it was so awkward. It was just awesome. <laughs> it was just awesome. Like I, Chris, it was Kristen Beat doing it, right? Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yep. Her eyes when when Savachi was when she was trying to get Savachi's attention, he's just yelling at Vince Freeze from two people over. It was, it was across epic, Dino. Epic. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. That was that was pretty good for sure. Um, yeah, good. It was fun to watch. Again, I love watching. I watch everything. I buy the buy the passes and stuff. So it was fun to watch, and the racing was good. It was just uh, 
I was yelling at the TV screen when I was watching Vince Freeze. Like, oh my, my, I was upsetting my kids. Okay, so he smashed, so whatever. He smashes Dino. It, that was dirty. You're, you're never going to convince me otherwise of that. It was dirty. Well, that Savachi, was a T. That was a T up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Savachi won. But these guys give it back to him and they can't even move him. He's built like a brick shit house. But he doesn't I know, him. right? Like, he, dude, they. Dino comes in, Robson was actually laughing on Instagram last night because he posted up a, a reel of it, of Dino just coming in, clutch in, wide open, and smashes Freeze, and Freeze barely even moves, and Dino almost goes down. Yeah. But the one that really pissed me off, and I didn't like it, and I'll never, like, whatever, it is what it is, but when Savachi hit him, and yeah. then Freeze just blows off, the, goes off the track, and and then doesn't give them back, position up. Yeah. Enters back in front of him, because Savachi went in and his front wheel was ahead of ahead of him. Yeah. And dude, like that's he got docked, eh? Yeah, he got two positions for that. He got two in the first one and and... docked for the Dino thing. No, he got docked for that one and the last one. Two and two. Anyway. But still it's it's not the same because that kind of screwed up Savachi's race too, right? If he would have let Savachi by, Savachi would have been able to get away or at least have a better chance of catching up to, to Kenny, right? Even though Freeze got penalized, he it still screwed up Savachi's race. Exactly, but it it was unnecessary. Like you wonder why everybody fucking hates you. Like seriously, like I'm sorry, but you you cut the track and then you still wrecked his race even more. Like I he he's got a backbone though, man. It doesn't seem to phase him at all. Doesn't care. He literally uh, doesn't well. care. Yeah, I mean that's and it seems like just when you think that like. It's getting better. I do respect the fact that he doesn't back down for anybody. That's for I sure. I feel like you know what they always say: the worst job in sports is a referee because they everybody hates the referee. I think yeah. that Vince could be a referee when he's done racing. Yeah, yeah. Could be, yeah. <laughs> I just he like breaks the rules on his own, so that wouldn't help. But just yeah, true enough. Anyways, but yeah, uh, well, it was all good. Okay, uh, Galdi, you said ISDE. Did that happen, or is that coming up? What? I, no, I it actually started today. Okay, so that started today. So. um um, Philip Shane, Tyler Medallia, and uh, Jared Jared Stock. Um, who's I'm Owen, missing the fourth one? Owen McKill. Owen McKill. Okay, so I don't know who that is. That's why I didn't get that. West but they Coast, are West Coast guy representing Team. Well, it's majority of West Coast guys except for freaking. Uh, well, I guess it's Philip Shane's came back actually. Um, anyway, they're representing Canada at ISD. It just started today, so maybe one of our co- upcoming shows we can talk about the results. Uh, good luck, boys. I don't know if they'll listen to this or not, but. Um, I'll be tuning in, and, and obviously Tyler's a a world class off road guy, and um, and so we'll see how they do. If you do a pod on ISD, good luck to you guys because I know nothing about it. I don't either. I, I don't even know what kind of racing it is. On how how it works, I don't understand the class structure. I don't understand any of it. Um, so you think I, I don't? I don't know either. Just, we know there's Canadian guys racing it. So who do we gotta get? You gotta get Wojo or somebody to do the pod with you. I don't know. <laughs> Wojo. I, don't know. I literally don't know anything. All I know is that by following them on Instagram, they basically walked for seven days straight of all these tests. Last yeah, week. it looks unbelievable. It really doesn't look that inviting unless you're just no, like, I yeah, I, I chicken wings and cold beers, Noof. That's that doesn't happen over there. <laughs> no. No, so but yeah, good luck to them either way. I, I feel like we always have a fairly good team, but something always seems to yeah happen. Um, like it does most of the time. Like they gotta change their own like moose tires in between yeah. tests and shit, and yeah. they only get like a minute to do it, and it's crazy. Yeah, yeah, it it's like crazy. Lot, 
from a promote promotion standpoint, Goldie, you would know it looks like a lot of organization to build. Oh, I, I don't. Yeah, that's going on for a long time. Yeah. It's all usually with all offer stuff. It's all volunteers. So I, I always wonder how it gets done properly. Yeah. You know, but good luck, boys. And uh, World Vet, Goldie, you got anything to share on that? Um, we didn't go. Um, no, I was just didn't. listening to a Kiefer podcast. He's actually got Donk on there with him, and they're making fun of me and you for not going. Yeah. Um, and but I'll tell you, uh, I don't know if it's just overplayed or there actually was this many, but there's a lot of Canada people down there. A lot of Canada big, people. That was a big um, representation, and I think that. Well, obviously Brian Skippy mobs there does all the he kind of, I, well, I don't know, team manager and kind of organizes a lot for these guys, funds Airbnb and uh, gets some sponsors on board to help with graphics and stuff like that. Yeah, I noticed uh, that this year. Hey, eh? all their bikes are all graphic up. That, yeah, that's... yeah. No, I think they I, and they had like a freaking dude. They did you see where they were pitted? They were pitted right on, um, right on like the start straight away, like right to the left there, like. Maybe. Yeah, they, they were like, there. Like, I think they were there last year too. They? No, no. maybe oh. I don't know, but they were there last year. Um, the track looked as rough as ever. That's for sure. From the yeah, it looked gnarly level. for sure. And um, one of pretty hot. Our, yeah, one of our guys that sponsored the show, Mitch Cook, Callis Moto. He did pretty good. Got second in the plus forty class. Um, um, and then Brownie McGrath. I didn't realize Morris still rides that much. I guess. No, I totally thought he would have won. Mitch Cook would have won. I didn't. Yeah, there was nobody else out there that I didn't think. He, I figured he would beat Kiefer. Like all he does is ride, right? I don't think he, he doesn't. Like he's yeah, got he lots. Rides. Of, like he rides a lot, right? So he um, trains and he's in good shape, right? So yeah. I, so I kind of thought. I mean, he did beat Morris in the in the in the first the one, first one, model, yeah. One one two, and then what do you go five three and thirty pro? Um, he got beat by some Italian guy, but I thought for sure, and and of course I was I was like. Oh yeah, here we go. The team Canada because in the last two years I finished second in the in the cup race with with Team Canada, Shane Cuthbertson, and um, and uh, yeah, then our fifty guy last year was uh, Justin McCabe. And I'm like, oh, they're gonna win, and it's gonna be all. They still get beat again. They got beat by Italy one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, so no, I'm sure Italian, so. but they must have been pretty good because dude, Cuthbertson rips, Cook rips, and uh, the plus fifty guy was. Uh, it was on the 50 team was year. it the the graph no no it was uh, I saw oh, it. I was doing 30. oh shit okay there you go yeah so that was a better team than we probably had in the last couple of years but anyways yeah they still yeah. got second but uh there you go yeah you i don't year. i don't feel bad about missing it so no i didn't i didn't really either honestly no, no. <laughs> that track looked fucking hammered man it looked so beat <laughs> yeah for sure um, so. Okay, I guess uh, all we really got left here is a bunch of rumor mill stuff, Galdi, that you were you were digging around on. Yeah, so I, I did some more digging. Um, I didn't get some answers, so we won't get too deep into it. But there's going to be some changes, I believe, coming up to a couple of teams. Um, one thing uh, I think we I think I talked about it on the I can't remember if we talked about it on the last show or not. But Pettis was spo- is looking like he's back with Red Bull. Um, the announcement of Natsuki out at at PRMX at uh, Red Bull KTM, sorry, uh, with Pettis, and then it. The Natsuki out at OGs, the, all the information I've got, I haven't got confirmation from anybody at KTM. I, I got a confirmation that they had some chats, um, but it looks like Natsuki's going over there. So, um, again, it's not true until the official word comes out, but that's uh, the, the rumor that Josiah Natsuki will be back in 2024 riding on a 450 over at the KTM squad with Pettis and Benoit. Um, the spot at MX101 is still not full 
for the 450 class. I know there's been chat back again with Sean Moth, although you spent a lot of time with him this weekend, Noof. I don't know where that went. Um, about coming back again next year, but I don't know how far that's he's gone. He's not coming back. No, he's out. I he's believe not. so, yes. Yeah, um, and then, so there's still that spot to uh, to fill up. Um, obviously, um, Benick and Rempel are um, the team PRMX. They're not with them again. But Rempel is getting ready to go down and do uh, minios and futures. It almost sounds like the similar kind of plan to what McNabb is going to do. Um, I got a chance to talk to Brad McNabb. They're getting ready to get the sprinter loaded up within the next few days, weekish time to head to California. They're getting a place down there. Um, the one thing that they were actually trying to find, he was hoping, was um, a trainer. Um, they were talking to Will Hahn. They've reset, they talked to Nick Way, and they were just trying to Tedesco, find. I thought to, I was told Tedesco was in that. But maybe I didn't hear that name. I, maybe that was when's the last time you heard that? Or well, more across the nations. Oh, okay. Well, then that that didn't come up uh, last week when I chatted. But we'll see how that goes. So they're on their way uh, down. Um, uh, I I have text on a few other things that we heard. New, we've talked about this, but I'll we'll leave it till next show. Uh, I did get a text back asking if we could keep some of the information that we heard um, till uh, maybe our next show, which will probably come up. I don't know if we'll preview the ammo or cross or just do one in between it and one after it. Maybe we'll figure that out as we talk to each other. But uh, there is some. There could be some changing. Um, I don't know if it's for the good or the bad, but there could be some changing coming up with a few racers, teams, uh, stuff like there for sure. If you're within the industry and we're around the track on the weekend, you might know what this is kind of referring to. But uh, for us on the show and, or Twitter, we'll have to kind of wait a little bit longer to get some concrete info out there for that stuff. Um, I think that's about it, boys. I don't really know yeah. if there was anything else that we had uh the isaac gift, is the isaac gifting rumor is that with the bed now like, i i don't know it was hot there for a bit and he even told uh was it lewis phillips that said it on one of his shows yeah, no I thought it was lewis phillips that did an interview with him or something like that no it wasn't an interview with him he did a podcast uh, i'm pretty sure i listened with adam wheeler the ones okay. that they do the reviews i think it was on there saying that they, like it's a done deal and he's coming to canada but I don't. I uh, haven't really heard anything on the on the Canadian side of that. That was for the Thor Gas Gas Racing team was where that was leaning towards. So um, I was also uh, told on the schedule side of things. It was in a in a group chat. Uh, eight motocross for twenty twenty four, and they're not sure on arena cross yet. I would assume, at least my opinion, that the series will look venue wise. That part I don't know, but. Round wise, it would be very similar to 2023. I would think the same. I think. Well, you can imagine that uh, the East Coast nationals aren't changing. No, um, be, I think Madison three, and Calgary three in the West again. Three in the West and 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 uh, five. Uh, I only caught a little bit that maybe Leftbridge might be part of a Western thing. So yeah, I, uh, I heard that. That'd be kind of new, fellow. I mean. We that would back there in '98 was the first year I went there for we went there for the W can and mm -hmm. the national series and everything back then and uh, um, that'd be kind of neat. Well, I, I've been back the there. We had a national there. Two thousand. Two thousand one. That long ago, right? Two thousand and one. Twenty two years ago, be twenty three if it goes back there. Like twenty sixteen for the West can or twenty fifteen maybe or maybe it was even fourteen. I don't know. But I went there in '04. Yeah. For a money race. Yeah, huge okay. money race. Yeah, worst one of the worst mud races I've ever raced in. I was so, I was still drunk. 
Okay. I was still drunk racing for partying in Lethbridge. I love that town. Oh my God. The women, the parties, it was unbelievable. It, it suited my style. I raced drunk and threw up on myself in the first moto during the, as race I was race. racing, I still finished. <laughs> I did still finish with throw up. My, our buddy, Steve Kuliak was our mechanic <laughs> and was my mechanic that day. And they used to have wash bays. I just rode past them, rode right over the wash bay and grabbed the hose and just hosed myself off. <laughs> just grabbed the, the pressure. I just prayed puke and everything off my gear and I think I went like nine four. Beats was there. Beats, yeah. I think he went one one that day. He weighed like I don't know. I went nine four or something. I made like nine hundred bucks. No way. It was insane. Yeah, the money. Well, the, rumor, the rumor is West Can at uh, at Lethbridge, right? So that's yeah. I, I've uh, I've heard that as well. So yeah. some of the interesting things we'll, we'll keep digging. That's what we do here. And and uh, obviously with Ammo Arena Cross coming up, there's always once there's racing going on, there's always chatter going on too. If yeah. there's no races going on, it's like you're almost like bugging someone. Hey, man. How are you? What's going on? Are you racing next year? Do you have a team next year? What's happening? You know, yeah. um, like the conversations get quiet. So what's there's still racing going on. So there'll be some lots of conversations happening uh, about 2024 and, and moving forward. And But Noof, we got a series. We're going to be beefing. Um, I'm not happy with you with a few things, but we'll work through it. And uh, I'm excited. I'm excited for Arena Cross coming up here. Wait till you get out here. You're really not going to be happy. Ah, fuck. Jesus. That's, I can't wait to just simmer on that for 40 hours in a truck driving to this PC. <laughs> I'll be waiting for you at the barn when you get there. Yeah. To, Hold to give up you a, the real invoices. To give you, <laughs> holding up a sign. Uh, like when I went to Newfoundland that year and they held up a sign. Hey, MXP douchebag. <laughs> From the old MX forum. Hey, what's up, douchebag? <laughs> yeah. uh, oh, shit. Ken, what do you got on tap for the next little while? Well, same old shit. Hockey, work, that's about it. Fuck, you're exciting. I you know. are an exciting man. It's Saskatchewan. Really? What am I supposed to do? I I don't know, but I'm gonna <laughs> text you... you more and more and we're gonna I want some I want yeah. some more. I want an update on your kids' hockey. Oh, yeah. that's what I think I was gonna ask you earlier. Are your kids are they like one of the front runners on the team? Are they on the bench? Are they uh, well, are they my, good? Like they... the one's only five, so he's playing U seven as a five year old, so he's He's pretty, oh, shit. He, he keeps up. He does fine. That's cool. Nice. My, my nine-year-old's pretty good. He's one of the better kids, but he's no, not by any stretch the best or anything like that. He's actually plays goalie about half time. So he's kind of half, half in, half out. But nice. I, I started cool. playing hockey again for the first time in 15 years myself. Had the first game last week. Still sore. Can barely move, but it's, uh, it's fun getting back into it. Have you washed your bike since Millville Rocks? <laughs> yeah, I even scraped I even scraped some Millville dirt off and put it in a jar. Yeah. yeah. Um, could you imagine seeing Ken on skates if he's about see he'd be seven feet tall? <laughs> yeah, and I'm not very good either, so it, it looks extra stupid, yeah. That's <laughs> Ken's tagline. Well, I'm not very good. Riding a dirt bike at <laughs> podcasting at hockey. Well, I'm not very good, but you know what, Ken? You're doing a great job. It sounds yeah. sounds like you're a great dad with the boys out there in the middle of fuck all nothing Canada, and yeah. uh, you're making shit happen. I like to hear it. Yep. No, it's good. Um. All right. Well, big shout out again to KTM Canada, Husqvarna Canada, Gas Gas Canada, Bristol Coachworks, Race Tech Suspension, and CallisMoto.com. Congrats to Mitch Cook. Thank you to Callis and Mitch over there for supporting us. Congrats to him on his World Vets. Um, I wonder if it was ex- as, as storytelling as the times we've gone. There's just no way, right? Well, it sounded like I saw Kiefer put out a tweet or something like that. Um, well, you listened to the Kiefer one. Did they talk I'm, about I'm, any- He said it was very busy. It seemed like it was busier, but it was way more hectic and unorganized. It seemed like it was back to the 
it was like it was like Steve wasn't on the property. They didn't care. It's kind of yeah. like almost kind of thing. But um, yeah, I'm still kind I of listening to it. Said something about they didn't have the remember the 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 the, the staging organization. Remember with the, the tracks, yeah. whatever you want to call them. They didn't have that this year. No, they had those, but it was there was no one there guiding anybody uh, in and race numbers or something. I guess I don't know. That's they were just at right now. But uh, World Vets catch the fever. Mm. Southwick, boy, Southwick, 2024, Southwick. Next year. Yeah. Next year. <laughs> All right, fellas, you guys have a uh, great day, and uh, we will be chatting soon. Noof, we're beefing. See you in a couple of weeks, dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> See you guys. Later. Yeah.